This is Savio. I've been seeking answers to some of life's most perplexing questions my entire life. In 2014, I was diagnosed with stage three cancer. And ever since, I realized my calling existed outside of what I knew to be familiar. This podcast is your home for survivors like myself and those who are searching to find meaning to their why. In season two, the show includes a mix of coaching sessions followed immediately by interviews with those from all walks of life who have been successful in the business, marketing, coaching, and financial worlds. The intent is to show the human experience in its rawest form so that others may glean insight. Nothing is rehearsed or has been edited. As a board-certified wellness coach, my job is to ask the deep questions of those trying to make sense of their place in this fractured world. I believe life speaks to us in different ways. Many of us listen, but don't know how or where to begin. As someone who has crossed the bridge between life and death, I say simply, begin where you are now and get busy living. If you liked today's episode, I would appreciate if you could share it and subscribe. Be sure to tag me at The Human Resolve so I can reciprocate in kind. So without further ado, welcome to The Human Resolve Podcast. In Season 2, Episode 2, entitled The One About Productivity, the concept of accountability has never been Scott Perry's strong suit. Only by getting out of his own way can he make the biggest impact. Hey, Scott, it's good to see you today. It is fantastic to be here with you. Thank you so much for having me. Sure. Uh, so what would you like coaching on today? One of the things that I am really struggling with right now is this idea that I feel a great deal of clarity about who I am, what I do, where I'm going, trying to reflect that. Um, you know, and things as simple as my website copy, my email messaging, but, uh, you know, just it's definitely landing as not as clear as I imagine <laughs> in other, when it lands in other people's heads. Um, so I would just love some, some coaching and some insight into how do I do a better job of making the noise in my head better resonate and rhyme with the, the noise that um, people who are engaging with me, you know, as possible clients. Okay, great. So what I'm hearing from you is that you basically have your website and all the other details online, but it's just not as resonating with how you perceive yourself and how others are maybe taking your information in. Is that correct? Yeah, exactly. So what would be a positive or a successful outcome for today's session? Uh, just having a, a better sense of um, what the messaging, what the message and the positioning and all those things are that would help help make it clearer, especially clearer more quickly to others. You know, like you, I'm a coach, um, and uh, I want, and as you know, we have very little time for somebody to make a decision about whether they're just going to lean in to learn more. Um, and so just getting, I think, clarity around my messaging and, and my initial delivery would be immensely helpful. Great. So about getting that initial messaging and having it be clear so that your audiences could understand. Exactly. Is that correct? Great. So what would be the ideal perception that you would like your audiences to take from you? The ideal perception I would like my audience. That is a great question, Savio. Um, 
I am interested in working with people that are already actively engaged in making the difference only they can make. People who understand that we enhance our own lives most through work that serves others and they're actively in that pursuit. And like me, they um, are struggling to level up in something that's already going and maybe even working. So uh, the ideal, what I, what I would like them to see is that I am an experienced, trusted, empathetic, compassionate, considerate, caring guide in helping them get do just what you're doing with me now, helping them see where they are, see where they want to be, see the challenges that are in front of them, point, help shine a light on the challenges that they are putting in front of themselves and help them start navigating um, the adversity and, and embracing the uncertainty that's involved whenever you're doing anything that's worth doing. So when you have these conversations with individuals, how, is, how are you expressing those desires of yours? The, the desires that I just expressed to you? Yeah. Um, currently, the, the language is uh, very pointing to the, the pain point, but also um, pointing to the promise that, you know, stepping into your potential is possible, um, promising that it involves real work, but that's why it's worthwhile. That's And that fulfillment comes and passion and purpose comes when you are paying attention and doing your best with and for the people right in front of you, doing the work that's necessary um, to help everyone step into their potential. And has there been any hesitation when you've expressed that? I don't... It, for, for the right people, no, and for the wrong people, yes, and of course, that's that's the point. <laughs> um, I mean, I do. You know, one of the th the roles that I have, in addition to the coaching work that I do at Creative on Purpose, is I'm at, on the head coach team for Seth Godin's Akimbo Workshops. So many of the people that are coming to me and taking the bolder step of taking an assessment and booking a call already have some familiarity with me they i've already earned their their awareness their attention their permission some trust and some degree of enrollment it's you know what we're working on oftentimes by the time they book a call or even visit my page is am i ready to invest in this journey um and so maybe that's part of what i'm struggling with is am i making clear the journey that I want to take someone on. And when you speak about this journey, does that resonate anywhere in your body? Uh, it's, I guess, it's another great question, Savio. I think it's, um, it's that's a great question because I think it resonates most mostly in my head, in my intellect, and it probably should be resonating somewhere a little bit deeper. <laughs> and when you mean deeper, where? Uh, you know, I think I, I would say probably my instinct would be the gut. 
you know the that that um you know i in the handbooks that i write and in the coaching that i do and in the workshops that i lead and the speaking that i do i really try to frame things around the hero or heroine's journey you know helping people become the agent of their own destiny operating as a trusted guide but you know as a coach whether it's in akimba workshops or creative on purpose difference maker coaching i want to coach myself out of a job my job is not to keep you on the hook and relying on me forever my job is to help you get out of your own way and get going with your journey i'll walk with you as long as it's serving both of us and when it's time um for you to continue on on your own or to find the next guide uh you know to help us both understand that that's part of the journey as well and um you know saying goodbye for now is not the same as saying see you never (laughs) yeah yeah would you be open to doing a little bit of an experiment with me right now sure sure just want you to get comfortable in your seat If you feel inclined, you can close your eyes or you can soften your gaze. I just want you to take three deep breaths in and three deep breaths out. I just want to do a quick body scan. So I just want you to breathe into the different body parts I mentioned. So the top of the head, the eyes, the nose, the ears, the mouth, the neck, shoulders, upper body, torso, lower body, your legs. And I just want to take another deep breath in, deep breath out. I just want to count down from five to one. I just want you to see if you could shift when I hit one, shift that energy from your head, as you mentioned, to the stomach. So I'm going to count down. Five, four, three, two, one. If your stomach had a voice, what would it say? stomach had a voice it would say trust yourself trust yourself do you feel that you do that I feel it it is at the heart of you know a lot of what I do as a coach and it's like uh, again, I don't know what your experience is, but most of us that are in the coaching profession are usually doing that because we've struggled so hard scratching our own itch and solving our own problem that we want to help other people bypass the unnecessary suffering. <laughs> um, so yes, the direct answer to your question is yes, I do a fair job of trusting myself. And yes, uh, you know, I, I've been chewing on that it's a, the quote by Goethe, as soon as you trust yourself, you'll know how to live. I've been chewing on that since I was in the seventh grade. So I've, you know, obviously still, that was a long time ago and there's still a little bit of work to do. 
And with that Goethe quote, how has that sort of grown in your experience throughout the years? You know, a lot of it is about trusting your gut instincts, trusting your intuition, you know, not making decisions or taking action, you know, reactively or unconsciously, unconsciously, but being responsive and conscious, but also trusting that all you can do is make the best decision that you can and do the best, take the next best step that you can imagine knowing that the outcome is largely beyond your control you know i think that most of us like to think that all of our wins are due to our towering intellect and immense uh talents um and we neglect and forget that a lot of most everything is beyond our control and that luck plays an incredible incredible role even just the luck of the the biological lottery you know where you were born what you look like you know all those things um so um yeah are there any more are there any more deep insights when you tap into your stomach I guess it's taught related to the trust yourself, but just the, um, you know, trying to be a little less, uh, try to be a little bit more unfiltered, not not bringing in um, attachments to, to preconceived notions of what a good outcome or a good result looks like, not bringing all my value judgments and biases and predispositions. Um, you know, being in the moment, present, mindful, compassionate, not just to the people I'm working with, but to myself. And uh, yeah, trusting, trusting myself, trusting the process that we're, we might not get exactly where we intend, but we'll still get somewhere great if we pay attention and um, try to do things with intention and integrity. So Scott, if I, I don't know, had this ability to fast forward uh, three years from now, and you garnered those ideal clients of yours that you mentioned, and instantly they knew your message, what would that look like? I think it's probably around that trust yourself. And how could that be voiced clearer for them? Yeah, a lot of my messaging is about stepping into your potential, stepping into possibility, flying higher in the difference that only you can make, things like that. But, um, you know, that's the promise of a of a result and not a promise of the, um, it's not the promise, the process, the, you know, what's on the journey, I guess, the journey that's on offer. So how could you create some action steps around that journey for them? 
Oh, that's interesting. I mean, I do have a process where I help, especially people that don't have clarity around exactly what the endeavor is that they're building, you know, what the, um, and it's, it's around identifying who they are by identifying values and core, you know, guiding principles, um, identifying talents, you know, both soft skills and hard skills, um, and then being more intentional about surrounding themselves with people that share their values but need their talents to enhance their lives. Um, so that probably could be a little bit more clear early in terms of here's 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 the beginning of the process. Let's start with who and the who we need to start with is you and then we can decide what we're aiming at and then we can start to work together to step into that potential together with a sense of wonder even as we apply the rigor that's necessary to to get through and what do you think that might give them one of the things that i love to talk about is the toggle back and forth between sufficiency and striving you know human beings are creatures who love the status quo we love to know where we stand and what's expected and and we're definitely people of my generation that was very clearly delineated um and yet we also as human beings have always had this aspirational nature this impulse to seek the edges to go to the unexplored places to um, seek the new and so i think a large part of the journey is resting with the duality of i am sufficient even as i strive and that striving doesn't mean you're insufficient and feeling sufficient doesn't mean you're not striving so uh, if you created this for your you know your core um, clients what are some obstacles that you foresee Uh, I think part, you know, in large part, they struggle with the same thing that I continue to struggle with, which is um, understanding intellectually that I need to embrace uncertainty and navigate adversity um, with an end in mind um, and be willing to accept that I might not get exactly what I want or where I want. Um, and at the same time, still find myself full of craving and desire for the 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 certainty um and the uh the clarity that's just not possible you know the clarity always come the clarity is the, pro, the the clarity is not a destination it's a process and it comes by through a process of trial and error failure mis, misfortune missteps learning from mistakes, building resilience. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, using all of the, all of the moments of, um, failure and mistakes as 
opportunities to build patience, humility, acceptance, and resilience so that you can continue to continue on. And if you did this and uh, let's just say it didn't land properly for them, how, how would you circumvent that? If, if I were to share this process and it, it didn't work or it didn't land with them? Yeah. Um, that's a great question, too. The thing that I notice most often is not that people don't, you know, that once I've shine, shown a light or revealed the threshold, is not that they don't see it, but that, um, but again, status quo is a really small, you know, if, if first law of physics, objects at rest tend to stay at rest, objects of motion tend to stay in motion, and depending on how stuck or in motion somebody is, I think that's uh, uh, one of the things that really holds back people. So I, I actually do this most frequently um, in the akimbo workshops where people can now see, you know, once you see you and you can't unsee <laughs> the, the obstacle, the challenge, or, you know, the way that you yourself are holding yourself back, um, you can continue to invite and encourage people to take the next smallest step just to maintain the momentum. And sometimes you have to accept that this is as far as they're prepared to go right now. Um, and that that's okay. And that that doesn't mean that it's a, a no, I'm never moving again. It's just a no for now. Um, I need some time to, to, to sit in the tension of this uh, moment and, yeah, and just, you know, and I definitely have done that many times where when it's clear that my encouragement, my invitation is not helping to make it let just you know make it with kindness and and um, empathy say i understand this is okay i'll be over here <laughs> if you need me um you know but i won't be uh, i won't be continuing to poke you with my little sharp stick um yeah so scott what do you think your clients most need from you I think what they need, I have three words for this year, focus, boldness, and discipline. And the, the focus is knowing who I am and what I'm here to do and to stay on track with the, you know, the one thing that I'm heading towards right now. Um, boldness is to show up fully, honestly, directly, I don't like the word authentically, but, um, you know, to, to be who I am right now and to do the best job I can as the person I am right now, to 
do what I think is right, to do what I think is best for the people I serve, and to accept when they when the answer is yes and when the answer is no, um, and to be and to just be more decisive. You know, if if it's a yes, let's go. If it's a no, let's part company for now. Um, and discipline is just maintaining that, you know, um, that day-to-day, moment-to-moment uh, adherence to being true to who I am and who I'm becoming and, you know, where, where, I, where I'm going and where I'm helping, hoping to take others. And this focus, boldness, um, and discipline, how could you hold yourself accountable for all those? Well, again, not sure of your experience. Um, I am not the best person to hold myself accountable. <laughs> um, we, you know, the little homunculus or whatever it is in our head um, is, you know, we have as human beings the, the capacity for reason. Unfortunately, we don't always act reasonably with that. And um, we can do uh, use our rational capacity to do a lot of rationalization and justification of things that are actually um, not in our best interest. So I'm very intentional about the people that I surround myself with. And I have a very good group of, um, you know, just friends, but also um, within my community uh, of people who who are on a journey similar to mine that, and we all understand that it, as masterful as we are at helping each other see what we can't, what we don't see, we are really lousy at seeing what we can't see ourselves. And so just making sure that um, it's, yeah, just, it, it's all about the relationship, routines and relationships, but relationships in particular in terms of my accountability. Mm -hmm. so you mentioned having a support system with other people who you are close with, what about self-accountability? How does that work for you? I, things like those three words and um, making sure there's, in addition to the three words, I try to, because I'm a writer, I think a lot about theme. You know, what's the theme of the journey that I'm on? And... I can have sub-themes and attendant themes and all that sort of thing, um, but everything that I'm doing has to be on theme. And so if it doesn't align, like those three words are my yardstick for measuring all the opportunities and op you know opportunities that might pop up um, and making decisions about what I'm saying yes to and what I'm saying no to. Um, but the first filter is, you know, is is this opportunity that I'm contemplating on theme? Is this brilliant idea that I'm having because it's my idea, it must be brilliant. Is this actually going to help me step into um, the possibility I want for myself? Is it on the theme of the journey that, that um, you know, that I've laid out for myself? So those, those are the kind of primary, the three words and staying on theme are the t two primary self-accountability pieces for me. Are you using any resources or tools? S 
sticky uh, yeah i'm old school you know <laughs> sticky notes um you know i'm sure there are wonderful apps i could be using um i just you know there are apps that i use every day that make my work and life possible you know whether it's zoom or the internet and and all that sort of thing but in terms of um you know tools that i can access anywhere anytime you know pen and paper phoning a friend um <laughs> you know the kind of more old school are the are the things that that i employ most often um even if it's just for my own accountability so scott we've spoken a lot today and we're pretty much coming to close with this portion of the uh, of the call but um, I was just wondering, just generally, when you came in, you spoke a lot about sort of setting a clear direction for your clients and figuring out how that message lands. How does this all fit? Well, you've been immensely helpful just in helping me see that the, the answers to the the problems that I'm having are inside me, and that if I just you know spend a little bit more time, spend spend some time reflecting and um, thinking about how do I help myself get out of my own way? I might be doing a better job of, sh of sharing the process by which I help my clients get out of their own way because like me, they're interested in making progress, not in a laundry list of homework or to-dos or um, you know, things, things of that nature. You know, progress and productivity are not always, um, are very rarely related. Um, you know, progress is doing often a matter of just focusing on one thing and doing it well. And so that this was really helpful in helping me see how I might do a better job for myself, which might also help me do a better job for others. Thank you. Yeah, and, and how does sort of that feeling you mentioned about being in your head and now, how does that feel now in your stomach? Oh, it's definitely more, more in my gut for sure. Mm -hmm. And the gut have another message for you? Yeah, now it's kind of saying, let's go. <laughs> I ah. mean, like, let's, let's get busy. Let's do the work. Let's go. Hmm. And, you know, you spoke earlier about themes. What would be a theme for you right now, um, given all that you've kind of experienced? Uh, the theme is still that theme of, of um, trusting. Trust. Trust yourself. Trust the process. Um, you know, faith that everything uh, is is happening as it's intended to happen and your role is to make it happen through you and, and, and not let it happen to you. Oh, wow. Have the role happen through you, not to you. Excellent. Well, we're pretty much at time with this, so I want to transition into the interview style that I mentioned. Um, so, Scott, tell my um, you know, listeners more about you. Sure. Um, so my name is Scott Perry. I live in southwestern Virginia, uh, and I am a husband and a father and a difference maker coach in Seth Godin's Akimba workshops, but also in my own brand, Creative On Purpose. Um, up, until, up until just a month ago, I was also uh, a guitar teacher and actually made a living most of my life as a performing musician, as a guitarist. So I... Uh, began a transition into this world of coaching about five years ago, uh, and now I've made the transition in full and have 
closed the trap of being a musician and a guitar teacher now i'm full full time you know doing this this other work uh which has been a real challenge because I loved being a musician and I loved being a guitar teacher and I loved the people I did that work with and for, but I also feel that I, I have, with the time that I have left, this is how I will make um, a bigger impact and help make the world a better place by helping other people make the difference only they can make to make the world a better place. So when you're coaching, is, do you sort of sense a, a, a rhythm? Coaching in like a coaching conversation? Yeah. Oh, for sure. I, you know, again, musician, rhythm is what makes music music. Uh, without without rhythm, there's just noise. Like rhythm is the organizing principle. And one of the things about rhythm is that it, 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 it's not constant. It's not always, um, it's not always a rumba or a waltz or a slam dance. I mean, it can it can weave back and forth in and out uh, and evolve over time. So, uh, you know, that's one of the the constant um, not struggles, but the constant challenge is, you know, paying attention to the rhythm and being mindful about well, if I'm going to address the rhythm here. Is, you know, is this what I need to do to have um, the biggest impact on helping the person I'm talking with make the shift that they came here to make with me? I noticed there's a big plaque behind you, less is more. Tell me more about that. That's, uh, you know, speaking to the productivity versus progress thing. I mean, I am a, I am full of, I'm a person that's very full of energy and vitality. Mm-hmm. I wake up early and I, can work all day long and I can get a lot of things done. Um, and my friends in uh, the Akimbo world and the Alt MBA often refer to me as productivity man, like they've never seen anybody produce the way I can produce. But one of the things that I know about myself is that all that productivity has not helped me make the progress that I've been wanting to make. So my wife bought me that plaque almost 10 years ago and I put it behind me because as I'm on Zoom or you know video call all day I see that all day long um, and it remind it's just you know th- th- this is what I've been put on the earth to learn this time and so I'm just really trying to lean really fully into this um, idea of what's the least I can do to make the biggest impact that I possibly can mm-hmm. And what have you found, especially during these challenging times, to work? Yeah, well, the, you know, the onset of the global pandemic uh, has been terrifying and frustrating, and I don't want anybody to suffer unnecessarily, of course. At the same time, suffering is always happening. It just happened in this past year that a lot of us were suffering from the same thing at the same time. Um, so acknowledging that I, 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 that people are in pain and there has been suffering and there has been loss, it's also been a time for me of immense opportunity because what it 
uh, my plan for 2020 was live events. I was going to do more in-person workshops, more in-person speaking. The onset of the pandemic made me first turn to, um, well, completely changing the book that I published in November. Um, and it also made me realize that I possessed everything I needed to build a thriving coaching practice. My, you know, I had a, I had an email list full of people that were opening my emails that were eager to hear from me every week. Um, and if I, instead of trying to always be out there trying to attract, you know, new business or new eyeballs to look at my work, if I just doubled down and paid attention to the people that already have told me they want to hear from me, um, I could do more good and I could proper, which would enable me to do more. So the big shift for me in March of 2020 was no new projects other than the book that I was already in process and committed to finishing. Um, you know, no new landing pages full of opt-ins and freebies and um, take care of the people that are here now. And it enabled me to finally achieve my goal, which was to shut down the guitar studio and do this work full time. Wow. And for my listeners that don't know about the Kimbo, can you speak to more of that? Sure. Akimbo workshops are now a independent B Corps. They were founded by Seth Godin, best-selling author of, uh, well, his first bestseller was the Purple Cow. Um, he's also pretty well known for The Dip, Tribes, Icarus Deception, Lynchpin, most recently This Is Marketing, and The Practice. Um, he is still actively teaching and talking about the workshops, but they are run independently now. I'm on the head coach team. Uh, they are workshops that are make change happen by not just providing lessons and prompts, but by creating containers where there's a community of people on a journey with you who are responding to your work, asking you questions, reflecting, encouraging you. You are doing the same for them. And so you learn to be a better marketer or a better creative or a better freelancer or a better bootstrapper, whatever workshop you happen to be in, by uh, you know, learning by doing. And so th that's a, an important feature of it. I've been on the head coach team now for a few years and on the coach team for three or four years. Um, some of the most important work uh, I've ever done. So akimbo.com is a place to go to see um, you know, what, what workshops are coming up and learn more about akimbo. Mm -hmm. And what's like the biggest pain point that you've kind of witnessed with literally everything else happening in the world right now? The biggest pain point is I think we've been delivered a false bill of goods in that, you know, the way things are are the way things should be. And it work, you know, it, it and if you just do these things you'll be okay you know so don't rock the boat don't question um the system you know go to school get good grades get a degree get a good job get a house get a spouse have some kids everything you know this is my generation you know, millennials may well you know being the father of uh, millennials i know that 
they are, they see what I'm just waking up to that the system was terribly broken and now we need to be working together towards something better um, and this is how it's going to happen so the pain point is we were conv convinced that we didn't have to worry about uncertainty or worry about adversity because things would be taken care of for us if we just followed the rules. Now we've learned that there are no rules and there is no perfect system. The best system is the one that you're working on right now. Um, and the great boon of the pandemic is it's reminded us of what it really means to be human and happy, which is we are inherently social creatures that we need and must work with and for each other with compassion with generosity and with kindness and love um, and that we have this creative capacity Ch creativity is how we've made change happen all throughout our history and we are being reminded that we all have possess this even if the previous system was beating it out of us and that if we lean in we can become more creative and we will create better systems better processes better solutions um, and solve the difficult wicked problems that we find ourselves surrounded by right now i love that it's uh definitely very very true Just wondering though you mentioned that's the pain point so what would be the antidote uh, the, so the pain point in part is we feel lonely and isolated and the antidote is you're not if you leverage these powerful tools and you love love leverage your human nature you will feel a greater sense of worthiness and a greater sense of connection and a greater sense of belonging and this will fill you with you know doing that work will fill you with purpose and passion which then become renewable resources you can pour into doing better work as opposed to the way we think of it which is you know I want to find my purpose or find my passion as if it exists somewhere out in the world and that's the first step is go find it um, that's not true um, what's what I have found to be true is that purpose and passion come from doing any any work that's right in front of you with intention and with integrity and with and for other people mm. Yeah, that's actually pretty beautiful. All right, Scott. So, just you know, let you know if you could leave my listeners with your website or social media, be great. Yeah, I'm very easy to find uh, in online creativeonpurpose.com. If you if you put my name in, Scott Perry, you may find me. But it used to be that you would find me. But now there's a representative from Pennsylvania and a NBA basketball coach with the same name. <laughs> Evidently, that's more important than music and creativity. Um, but Scott Perry, Creative on Purpose, and then on social media, if you put those things in any of platform that you're on, you'll find me there as well. well Scott, this was a pleasure today. Um, know, any last thoughts you would like to uh, say? I would just like to, to express my gratitude to you, Savio. Um, you're a brilliant coach. This was a wonderful conversation. I really came in not knowing exactly what to expect and without actually having a specific problem in mind, but I trusted myself that I would find a problem. Lord knows there's plenty of them <laughs> around me. Um, 
And so just, you know, thank you for um, the difference that you're making in the world and the, what you're doing to make things better, you know, for the people that you serve. Thank you so much. Sure, absolutely. Thank you again, Scott. It's great, great speaking with you. Hi there. I really hope you enjoyed listening to today's podcast episode of The Human Resolve. If you feel that others may enjoy this episode as well, please share socially at The Human Resolve. They can also visit my website, thehumanresolve.com, where I offer one-on-one coaching sessions, daily prompts to move in the right direction, sync directly to your smartphone, and a subscription to my weekly newsletter where I probe into the secrets from living smarter to feeding your three brains. If you could also help me out and give me a review and rating on this platform, because I do care what you have to say, I would really appreciate it. Now, get out there, my friends, and get busy living.